This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, it may not be a title decider like it once was, a visit from Liverpool in April will always be a nervy affair and a great time to reinforce your bus windows. We're here to chat about City Showdown with the Reds and discuss whether or not the international break came at a bad time. It's Thursday, March 30th. I'm Adam Booker. I'm Louis Retta. And this is the City Report Podcast. Where is going from the Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible. Welcome back to the show, Louis. How's things? Yeah, not too bad. We were just saying before, it's been it's been a while. Palace was the last one I was on for, so it's been all sorts of international break specials and stuff between there. But yeah, not too bad. Looking forward to actual football being back, should I say. Yeah, I completely agree. Amos and I were chatting yesterday about how, at least on this this side of the world, international football is just a complete joke because we don't really have anybody to yeah. play here other than Mexico and now Canada. So um, yeah, it's good to have to have the football back. Before we get into that, um, if you're new to the show, hit the follow button, hit the subscribe, leave us a comment, leave a rating, leave a review. All those things help us get the show out to more blues like you. Go back in the week. We've got plenty of awesome episodes uh, in the buildup to this weekend. The episode yesterday was basically everybody on the podcast giving their opinion on uh, how many trophies they think City will win. So it's going to be a, a timeless show for the rest of the season. So go ahead and and give that a listen. Uh, let's turn our attention to Liverpool, Louis. This is, in years gone by, was the game that we would circle on the calendar every year. Uh, turned out to be a title decider on more than one occasion. Um, it doesn't have that feeling anymore. However, coming back from an international break, 12.30 kickoff, um, it still has a bit of spiciness to it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, especially when... You'd like to think Liverpool have picked up a bit, a bit of better form. On it. they've had a couple of results here and there, but after beating Newcastle and going on a few wins after that, 
um, they're they're in a better frame for this fixture. But obviously, you've you've had we've had the international break, and that you, you mentioned at the start. I, I don't know whether that could affect us a little bit because we were on that unbeaten run. We we're on that like, eleven game unbeaten run, albeit a couple of draws in there, but. The last few results, especially the fact we were keeping clean sheets, was massive. And I don't know whether you'd. I hope that you know if we keep the same defence, it will carry on. But like you say, everyone's been elsewhere, so it's just getting that consistency back again. Yeah, well, I I kind of had a long think about this this morning over my cup of coffee and whether or not this international break came at a bad time. And I, I think it's pretty easy to say that it did. I mean, any international break that comes in your longest winning run of the season. And when you kind of started to feel like we finally had that, that city momentum that's been lacking uh, this season. But I think a, a game at home against Liverpool to come back out of the break might be a good thing um, because the players are going to be up for it. There's loads of players that are still on this team that have experienced, you know, the, the title races with Liverpool in, in years gone by. Um, I think I'd be more concerned if this was, a Brentford at home or a Bournemouth at home yeah. where you could, the, the players may, may feel like they can sleepwalk their way back into the swing of things. And they absolutely can't do that against Liverpool, um, especially with Liverpool fighting for top four. So, you know, I think, I think Amos was thinking, Oh, Liverpool at the return of, of the international break. But, but what do you think? I, I think it may actually be the perfect game to kind of snap the players' minds back into things. Yeah, you know what? I was thinking before I came on, I was thinking a similar thing. Like, is this, it, like, how will the game fare? How will it go? And I actually, I, I concluded that I am fairly confident because I think, as you mentioned then, it's similar to what I was thinking. There's not, it's not a fixture where you come back in and the players are like, oh, well, well, not, I guess they never think this, but if they're like, oh, well, we should win this or we're obviously going to win this. But I think for Liverpool, you're going to have, they know what they know what to expect. It's happened so many years in the past. And because we're a much stronger outfit this season, you, and they are and they're much weaker, logic would say you'd like to be all right. But it's Liverpool, isn't it? They're such an on the day team. That's the thing. And that's what that's that's the bit that could bite you. And it's become one of those fixtures now that, you know, obviously it's not a derby, no matter how much um, the Scousers and, and the red side of Manchester will tell you that, that their game is a derby. It's, it, it's not a derby, but it is one of those games that feels like because of how toxic things have gotten in the media, between the fans, between even club officials in the past couple of years, um, that it, it feels like one of those games that it doesn't really matter where the teams are in the table when they play. Um, it's yeah. going to have a big game feel. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it, 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 even if Liverpool are, what, seventh, I think, maybe sixth, they have loads to play for. So there is still going to be that that added spiciness to it. But let's talk about the City side of things because, like we said, you know, momentum might have been killed a little bit going into the international break. And you sprinkle into that um, a potential injury to Holland that we're probably not going to know the um, – everlasting effects until probably, you know, 11.30 a.m. on Saturday morning when the team news comes out. Um, and obviously Foden having to get the emergency appendectomy surgery, which may leave him out for a month or more. Um, do you think things like that are going to put a downer on the situation? Do you think the players are coming back thinking, oh, this international break, it's it's come, it's killed the momentum. We've, we've, we've you know, had these injuries or... Is it maybe some added motivation to prove that they're not reliant on Holland, they're not reliant on on some of these guys, and um, 
the team ethic that they've kind of built in the latter half of the season will kind of prevail. Yeah, I mean, City have been described often as like mentality monsters, so you'd like to think they've got that aspect to them, but there's not, there's going to be no, I guess, but behind the scenes, what we won't see, but there's going to be no like beating around the bush that there's, you know, two two very big players and two key players have both had injuries, particularly Foden, obviously, because we know the duration of that. The hole in one I had, it had semi slipped my mind until you reminded me then. But that, like you say, I think that's going to be a last minute thing whether he plays, and I don't think Pep will will try and hide it as best he can in the in the press conference and leading up to it. Um, it's it's a tough one. It is a very tough one. But I'd like to think with the squad we've got and the play, like you know, Alvarez is. We've said it so many times on the podcast how how just how good he is himself. And maybe this is his chance, you know, this is his chance, especially not just Haaland, without foes and he can play out wide as well. And with just Grealish and Morris being the other two real options, maybe he'll come into his own for this last start part of the season and really, really prove what he can do and play like he did for Argentina as well. Is there a sense that without Haaland and if you played Alvarez through the middle, there's a bit more of a, a, an option for tactical flexibility from City's point of view? Because... I think we've seen as this season has, wor- has worn on that City have kind of leaned into the idea of just hitting the ball long to Holland and letting him cause chaos. Um, and it's worked because he's a madman and he you know scores three or four a game. But is, is there a feeling that maybe if you're Jurgen Klopp and the team sheet comes out at 1130 um, and there's no Holland in the team that you can say, oh, is, is Alvarez playing as a natural number nine? Is he playing as a false nine? Or they playing with a front three, a front two. It maybe gives City a bit more of tactical flexibility. Now, now this is not me suggesting that City will be better without Holland. That's <laughs> a <laughs> ludicrous, a ludicrous accusation. But um, do you think that there is kind of the the potential for a little bit of mind games here from Pep that without Holland, it does open up things for him to. I won't use the phrase overthink, but to tinker. Yeah, definitely. I'd agree. I mean. Yeah, it's, it's it's hard to not say too much to get like of, like other fans listen to this saying, "Oh, look, City fans are even admitting they're better without Haaland." But now we're here um, for the clickbait. Let's run up the <laughs> clickbait, <Louis. laughs> But um, I think it's definitely more interchangeable. I think it's you know I think when when Haaland and Alvarez both signs, I I always go back to the Community Shield game against Liverpool. In that game, it really showed that almost Alvarez is a typical City player, and obviously Haaland's not. Um, so I think going, you know, potentially going back to that this weekend, we could see a quite a quite fluid front three uh, with Alvarez going out right and Mares coming into the middle, Grealish coming into the middle, and even De Bruyne dropping into that false nine role again. Um, so I think it could be more fluid, and I think uh, you're spot on with the point that you know Klopp could definitely be more worried because I think. Like, well, not more worried, but with Haaland, you you know you almost know what's going to happen, so you can prepare as much as you possibly can. But with this. You don't because it could be any, like you say, it could be anything. It could be a different formation. It could be, yeah. So I, I think it could open a kind of worms for Liverpool for sure. Well, let's let's talk about the lineup then because I think it felt like City were kind of um, getting into a rhythm with a, a more nailed on eleven or twelve players that were playing every week, and then it felt like those final three games before. Uh, the international break, Palace away, Leipzig at home, and Burnley at home, that we did see a bit more of the tinkering. We saw, I think, two games in a row in which Pep played four centre-backs from the start. Um, is this yeah. the kind of game where you 
fear for Liverpool's ability on the break and maybe the fact that they, I won't say have less to play for, but because it's not necessarily a title on the line type of game that maybe they do feel like they can revert to the way they used to beat us in the past, which was sit back a little, soak up some pressure and then hit on the break with the likes of Salah and, and Nunez and, uh, and Cody Gakpo. Do you feel like this is the kind of game where City have to be maybe playing with less center backs and stick Rico Lewis in there and try and force the issue and, and you know, press Liverpool? Or is it the kind of game where, like against Leipzig, where you fear for their counterattack going the other way? So you, you throw that extra defender in there and go for a bit more solidity. Yeah, I was I was thinking about my predicted team before I came on. I think we should definitely, or City should definitely revert back to having at least one fullback. I mean, I guess you can card in a class Ake as one at this point because uh, he's playing there for Netherlands as well. But I think it's almost the game that Kyle Walker almost should play or definitely should play because he, he's dealt with it well in the past. He can match he can match their wingers uh, like for like for pace um, and he can cope on the counter-attack. Whereas as, as good as, I don't know, John Stones is, for example, he's not... He's not the same player by any means, a different player, completely he's a different position normally. And I don't think he would cope very well with a counter-attacking team. So I think Walker almost has to play, and if not, definitely Rico Lewis there. Um, and then I think Ake on the other side should be fine because he's played as a fullback pretty much all season. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think I'd like to see Walker there if I had the choice. All right, well, let's lean into it then. Let's go for a full predicted 11. So back four walkers in there from the start who else is back there with him well I, I was i was having a look at this and i think if, if if it's possible and if he's fully fit i'd like to see a stones diaz partnership um especially with this break i think it's a good time for them both to be ready for obviously diaz but stones stones to be back ready i think he, he played every minute for england right yeah exactly yeah that's what i'm thinking because he he played for england so yeah, he'd like to think he's fine now. Um, and then I put Ake on, on the left and uh, left back as his usual. I think he's undroppable at the moment, to be honest. Yeah, all right, into midfield. And I think this is probably where City have the biggest advantage. Um, if Liverpool's weakness has been anywhere this year, it's it's been in midfield. And um, I think City have a variety of options. Obviously, we've seen some some weird form from Kevin De Bruyne. We've seen moments of magic, and then we've seen him go missing for an hour. Um, do you go with the trusted trio of Gundogan, De Bruyne, and uh, Rodri? Does Foden's injury mean that maybe Bernardo slips into a front three like we've seen in the past? Um, do you pack the midfield and play all four of them? Uh, what what would you be doing in midfield? So I went for, um, obviously, Rodri holding. And in front of that, I, I actually I put Bernardo in the middle. I think that that could work really effectively. And I always, uh, I think back to some of the Anfield away trips. There's that there's that one where he obviously went on that crazy run, but he's always so good against Liverpool. Um, and you know the ball literally glues to him. So I think that's definitely something they struggle with. So whether I mean the outright option is another shot, but I've slots in the middle. And I also put um, I did put De Bruyne in despite the form for City. He's come off the back of that incredible game for Belgium, albeit against whoever, but. You know, he came off that back of that incredible game and he just is a big game player. So I think he'll turn up for it or he'd like to think so anyway. All right, easy enough. And the front three, I think this is where, you know, the big question mark is, is is Holland going to start? Is it a Grealish-Mara's partnership on the wings? Is Obviously, you've got Bernardo in the midfield. 
Um, so we do have kind of less options out wide, but I think the big question is down the middle. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, like I said, I did kind of not forget, but like it went to the back of mind about Haaland. So I've put him in if he's fully fit. Obviously, I'd change that out. I'd change him out for Alvarez if we find out more news between now and now and Saturday. So I have put Haaland through the middle. Um, yeah, if he's fit, I think he's got to play. And I'd like to think that's finally against Liverpool. This is where we take our chances. And it's not like the three two at the Etihad last season when Mares misses a massive chance, things like that. But yeah, I've put Haaland through the middle and then I've gone with uh, Greenish Mares on the wings. Um, which is so funny thinking that because when I did it, I was like, last season, people would be like screaming at me for doing that. But now people are so accepting of it. Yeah, I mean, do you think there is that element of losing the dynamism of Foden being on one side and being a bit more of a direct pacey winger? Do you think that the combination of Grealish on one side, Mara's on the other, and I think maybe Kyle Walker is the wild card here because if Kyle Walker plays, he likely won't tuck into midfield, right? He'll he'll be a more natural overlapping fullback and it does give you the width on one side. But I think the fear for me when you lose Foden is if Walker's not playing and it's maybe Rico Lewis in there and he's tucking into midfield, then it feels like City are almost playing in a straight line formation, like a one 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 because it just feels that narrow at yeah. times. So is, is the fear there for you that the loss of Foden maybe takes away some of the dynamism of this team and, and, and the variety of options in attack? Yeah, I think definitely to a degree because... Well, obviously, when I found out about the phone injury, I was gutted naturally, and then I and then I did then think about Liverpool because he's been so good himself against Liverpool in in, in recent times. Um, that yeah, it maybe loses that directness and that killer instinct, I guess, because Foden is so it is so much more direct than the other two, I guess. But I think this season we might see a change, and because Morris and Grish have played so well together, especially with Haaland as well. Um, it could definitely work, but I, I I have just been thinking if Haaland doesn't play, I think that could affect Grealish quite a lot because he's he's played so well feeding the striker and feeding the proper number nine. Um, that is my concern if Alvarez was to play, that maybe it depletes Grealish's ability a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that that is a fear. And, and fear on the other side then with Liverpool. Um, obviously, years gone by, it's been... You know, the killers have been Mane and Salah and, and and the fullbacks kind of doing their their typical damage. But it's a new look Liverpool team. You know, Salah doesn't seem to be at his peak anymore. Um, Darwin Nunez has come in and whether or not you believe in his ability as a, a goal scorer, he's electric down that wing and causes all sorts of issues. And, uh, you know, Cody Gakbo's come in. He hasn't done much from from the false nine where he's been playing, but he's showing little signs. Um, if you're Pep or if you're just you sat at home watching the game, what is your biggest fear from this Liverpool side? Yeah, I, I think it's that, uh, yeah, despite Marley not there, I think it, it definitely is that that ca- that counter-attacking ability and how yeah how electric they can be when doing that and how how um, dangerous as well because it, it's, it's, it's always been the team like recent years that City will always struggle against maybe not so much at home but obviously away for sure but yeah it's definitely having even though Mane's gone you've still got Salah who let's just face it probably will turn up for this game um, and then you've still got you know you've had Darwin Nunes come in and he's suddenly started to hit quite good form now so he, he can be the same 
Gakpo as well, another one. He's he scored a quite a few goals recently. Um, yeah, I, I think it's definitely that ability to do that. I think elsewhere though, like them defensively have been quite poor this year. Liverpool defensively have been quite poor. So I think play City play their cards right and and play the football that they that we all know they can play. And that can definitely work. But I, I just hope it's not one of those games where. City do overthink it a little bit as well as just Pep and ends up almost playing too slowly. Like I think it's got to be quick fire passing, a little bit um yeah, a little bit quicker than usual, rather than it being City just passing the ball around the edge of the box for 90, 90 minutes and then Liverpool scoring and Darwin Nunes putting the winner in or something like that. But Well, I think that's that's my thought here is this game is all gonna be about City's intent. You know, they yeah. they are the team in better form. Um and if you go back to, I think it was October that we played them at Anfield. And that was a time in which Liverpool were leaking goals for fun. And that was one of the first games which we saw fullbacks or we saw center backs playing at fullback. And I just remember that that game being so aggravating because Liverpool were there for the taking and City went to Anfield to not lose when it was probably the best chance in my living memory that you could go there and you can make a, a statement victory. Um, so I think it's pretty obvious that if, if City come out in this game, especially with Holland in there, and they from minute one say, we're going out and we are winning this game, I, I think it's there for the taking. But if you go out there with the mindset, like we saw at Anfield, oh, Liverpool can do this, they can do this to hurt us, they can do that to hurt us, then you're just playing into their hands. Um, so I think for me, this just all becomes about intent. If you go out there to take the game, you'll you'll take the game from them because you just simply are the better team in almost every position on the pitch. You've got the better players. You know, I fancy Jack Grealish running at at uh, what's his name, Trent Alexander Arnold. <laughs> I fancy I fancy Riyad Mahrez cutting inside and linking up with Alvarez. And you know, um, Van Dyke doesn't have the pace anymore. If Holland is getting in behind, you know, Van Dyke and Matt Tip or Konate, whoever it is, um, I think there's probably going to be some revenge on Holland's mind as well from both the Community Shield and that game at Anfield where he, had, he missed a couple of big chances. So I think it's set up for City to potentially make a statement. But like I said, it's, it, it's all about their mentality going into this game and whether or not they're playing on the front foot or on their heels like they were at Anfield. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, I, I think it's just it's it's so frustrating because as much as I want to be confident, as much as I want to think we're at this business part of the season now where City want to go for it, that part of there is still that part of me, but there's still the other part of me. I, I know when I wake up on Saturday morning, I'm going to be absolutely bricking it and think like they just aren't going to turn up now, aren't they? And it's the early kickoff as well. The early kickoff's horrible. That's actually now you've mentioned all of that. That's really. That's, that's kicked in a little bit now. I'll just think about Ivan, Tony and Brentford now. Yeah, yeah, it is the the, the curse of the early kickoff. Um, right, fantastic stuff, Louis. Before we get out of here, I don't think we heard from you for the time capsule. I can't remember if we got a response from you or not. Um, I don't think so. Because we didn't, then that's perfect. Because we didn't. Um, second place in the Premier League, we've got Bayern Munich in the quarterfinals of the Champions League two games to win the FA Cup. If you're putting your your money on winning any trophies this season, are they winning any trophies? Or if so, what are they? Yeah, so I definitely think we'll win a trophy. Um, I'll, put, I'll put it on the line there, but I definitely think we are. 
Um, I've said for a while now that I think the FA Cup was definitely one of them. So I'm going to say the FA Cup, even if it's United in the final, I think we can do that. Uh, so with the FA Cup for one, um, I think the title's gone personally. So I don't think the Premier League title. And the Champions League, oh, I don't know. I think the Champions League, right, I think if we beat Bayern, we'll win it. But I think it's all it's all down to the Bayern game. I know there's Real Madrid as well, and then a final against Napoli, Inter, AC, Benfica, etc. But I think if we beat Bayern, we'll win it. So, yeah, I'll go. Is that, is that okay, or do you need it more concise than that? No, no, that's, exact, that's exactly what I was looking for. And I... Th- Think okay. we're on the same page, yeah? Because I said on yesterday's episode, Champions League FA Cup double, and I, I agree with you. Although I think, I think the game that is the marker for me is if they get, if City get to a final, they're winning it. I think it's as simple as that in the Champions League. I don't think they will get there a second time and mess it yeah. up. I think they've learned their lessons. Um, but yeah, obviously, no, it's all about, it's all about getting there. So, Louis, fantastic stuff. Thank you very much for joining me. No problem at all. Thank you for hosting it. And we will see you guys later. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end of season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.